Hello, Verse Course Versus DL here. Hope you are fine and dandy. Before listening to episode 33 on the K-pop megastars Blackpink in your area, I just wanted to let you all know that there will be a bit of heavy talk in this one. There are statements and claims made by Rachel and I in this episode regarding K-pop, YG, Michael Jackson, and more that have not been fact-checked through the proper venues. There are great articles regarding these subjects and debating both sides, such as The Dark Side of K-Pop, written by Matthew Campbell and Sohee Kim, The Sudden Death of Guhara by Komil Suhili, and How K-Pop is Seen in Western Media, The Misconceptions of K-Pop by Catherine Kwan. In regard to Michael Jackson's computer history, between 1993 and 2005, Jackson was investigated by California law enforcement agencies and the FBI found no evidence of criminal conduct on Jackson's behalf. The FBI records release consisted of over 600 pages total, divided into seven parts and are available on the FBI's official website. Part two of seven of the files consisted of 44 pages orbiting around the forensics analysis of Jackson's computers and hard drives. The results of what the FBI's computer analysis response team found on these hard drives were in a report addressed to Sheriff Jim Anderson dated April 5th, 2004. The FBI meticulously went through all 16 hard drives and found nothing incriminating on them, and the computer's history contained no record of accessing or searching for such material. In summation, we are not documentarians. We are the equivalency of a 1 a.m. bar conversation and will happily welcome anyone with a point of view. I have no agenda, as anyone that knows me will surely vouch. I'm here for two reasons. To talk music with people I love and spread the knowledge that Lane Staley is the only true god of this world. Thank you, friends. Now for the episode. Good night and good luck. All right, tonight, episode 33 black pink in your area which you're gonna want to get that looked at this is verse course <laughs> it starts out so Welcome. That was good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, welcome to Verse Course Verse. With me is Rachel Pretty Savage Polio. I am David Liston. Rachel, how are you today? I'm great, Dave. Are you? Yeah. Just us tonight and moving forward, these episodes might end up being just us, depending on what night Sven does or doesn't want to play referee. <laughs> That's probably how these are going to go. Rachel... This is your third episode? Yeah. Yeah? Depending on, yeah, third. You're basically a vet now. Pretty much. So if you need to go, I can just do this. Sweet. Nope, I'm still here. The last episode that we did, besides the favorite albums with all four of us, was episode 17, where we had Rachel on as a listener talking about Taylor Swift. And the feedback was so good about you and I's opposite ends of the spectrum, would I guess be the polite way of saying it, <laughs> that we decide to bring Rachel on. She's good at throwing my shit back at me, metaphorically, not literally. Are you regretting <laughs> your decision to join the podcast yet? Not yet. Okay. I'll get there. Okay, good. So she's ours now. 
we own her. And for these episodes, we've kind of decided to do a official title is here's why you're wrong, because that was Rachel's favorite thing to say to me in our first episode. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to take turns lobbing albums to the other that uh, are probably not in the other person's wheelhouse. Not so much try to convince them, maybe just look for a fight. I don't know. We're going to have to see... (laughs) how these go unless you have a better idea i'm ready to fight this is good this will be fun (laughs) okay other thing we need to touch on and dear god i hope i pronounce it correctly but the music that you heard coming into this episode is from the gamma senin g-a-m-a space s-e-n-n-i-n and we'll do promos for it on instagram and everything but This is a full LP that came out last year. I seriously just heard it a week or two ago. It's really, really good. The album's awesome. Check this guy out. Seriously, I love it. The song that you heard coming in was I Kill You. Yes. And, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I really, really like this project. I mean, obviously everything that I choose to put on the podcast I like, but this one is There's something special about this one, and it's also on vinyl, so go get the vinyl if you can. There will be a couple other songs as well throughout the podcast, but that is what we're listening to. Now I guess we'll get to the most important part of the night, which is what are we drinking? Rachel, it looks like you have some form of your... your Yeti, I think is Yeti is what I'm going for. Right. That's not exactly what it is. It's from Starbucks. I got it from Starbucks, but it's like a double wall, fancy your drink will stay frozen for hours container. I made some iced coffee and then put it in a blender with some whipping cream and some vodka and some espresso flavored Baileys. That's... And it's kind of like a blended coffee alcohol. So I'm jittery... (laughs) but also kind of drunk. I like it. You're like me with Red Bull and whatever else I'm drinking at the time. It's like a Red Bull vodka, only it's it's coffee. Probably about the same amount of sugar. So There's a lot of sugar in that, yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. I am drinking, and this is very pretty. I don't know if you can see it. It's very pretty. This is kind of a Jisoo cocktail. So <laughs> Jisoo... One of the members of the band we're going to talk about today, Blackpink, K-pop group, they have a fucking reality, kind of reality show. I don't even know what you'd call it. And one of the girls is supposedly like the cocktail maker. Oh. Now there's two two catches to this. Number one, she's not really a cocktail maker. (laughs) (laughs) And number two- Spoiler. The drinks don't have fucking alcohol in them. So this is- A Jisoo cocktail with vodka, because basically what she's making is a mojito with fruit and and vodka. So it's muddled blackberries, mint, and lemon, and then tonic and vodka. I feel... It's really, really good. I feel very unfancy every time you tell me what you're drinking. (laughs) It's okay. I just threw shit in a blender and you're like, I muddled some some mint and blackberries together. You did tell me before coming into these that a lot of your drinks were going to be basically milkshakes. So... (laughs) Accurate. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, second, I don't know, is this the first, I guess technically this is the first installment, but I'm just going to call it the second installment of Here's Why You're Wrong. And yeah, we're talking about YG Entertainment's lab-created money-making tree, Blackpink. 
Why did you want to go over Blackpink? David. What? Why do you think? I just take... Because it slaps? I, it slaps. I just like to take stuff <laughs> that I love and that I know will irritate you so I can make you listen to it on repeat. I just want to punish you for some reason. <laughs> this one worked. This one was good. You did a good job on this one. <laughs> We're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk the album by Blackpink. It's their only album, right? Yeah, there's a bunch of singles, but this is the only like full yeah. on. The album is what they called it. Two words. Yeah. Blackpink, one word. We'll be right back. Rachel has an amazing shirt on, by the way. Nobody can see it, but it's really cool. You can see it. That's all that matters. The song that you just heard is Trigger Finger by Gama Senin. Once again, because I have a feeling I'm mispronouncing it, G-A-M-A-S-E-N-N-I-M. It's really cool. It's this kind of psychedelic Cali rock that, I don't know, I even get a little bit of a Marilyn Manson vibe on this one. I guess I don't think I'm supposed to talk about him anymore, but still I can't ignore the music that he came out with. This album is a really, really cool project and I've honestly really enjoyed listening to it. Kevin McGuire, it's his brain child and check it out. It's really good. Let's get into this. Let's start the second installment of Here's Why You're Wrong. Rachel David. I know very little about Blackpink. I know that this album, the album, came out in 2020, and it's their only studio album as of now. They've been doing real small releases for a few years, like you said, singles. Mm -hmm. Um, It's through super company YG, who had help with doing the American production through Interscope. And it's one of the many bands that have made K-pop the massive South Korean export. This album broke tons of YouTube records and download records. I think they're all their videos are like four something million right now on YouTube. And it was one of the five best selling albums of 2020. I knew very little about K-pop. I know a little bit about Japanese J-pop and C-pop and that sort of thing. I was really big into Japan X for the last 15, 20 years. And the only other band even similar to this at all that I had heard of and kind of gotten into was Baby Metal. I don't know if you, have you ever heard of them? No, but that's a really good name for a band. When you're done here, go to YouTube and look up the song Gimme Chocolate by Baby Metal. (laughs) It's like nothing that you've ever witnessed in your life. But other than that, I was pretty new to K-pop and this was fascinating to research. How did you discover Blackpink? What is it about this that you like? Okay, so I had heard a handful of their songs before I kind of figured out who they were. I saw a documentary on Netflix and I was like, oh, that's fantastic. And then started listening to their stuff after that. Because, you know, that's how they suck you in 
is make you realize who the people are and where they came from and get to know their story. And then they suck you into their music. And then you're like, oh, well, they're good people. So now I like their music too. What was the documentary? It was called Light Up the Sky, I think. Something like that. Black, pink, light up the sky, maybe. Interesting. You learn about them, you realize they're good people. So yeah. tell me a little bit about them because... I don't know anything about them. So you had kind of mentioned before they're a manufactured band out of South Korea, but they come from a bunch of different places around the world. Actually, they just all have Korean heritage. One's from New Zealand, one's from Australia, one's from Thailand. So she's not Korean at all. She's actually just from Thailand. Um, and then one is Korean from Korea. Basically, what YG was doing at the time was going around the world trying to find people that they could make into pop stars. And yeah. so they would grab 14 year old girls, basically like really, really young girls, keep them in their studio for four to six years. And if they got through all the hoops of training, then they put them in a band together and threw them out. And then that's how the band became the band. They were just four of hundreds of girls that got picked by the company and ended up lasting the longest. And you're good with that? <sighs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Do you kind of see where I'm going to go with this, Rachel? Oh, I know where you're going with this. And, and I know, it's going to get dark. I know. It's going to get really dark. I know how it sounds. They are definitely a product. They took the best of the best, and then they trained the best of the best for years and years and years and years and years and years, and then put it out there. And that's why I think that, you know, they had a couple like we said, singles before this album. But since they hit the road in 2016, they've been really, really, really popular because they're so refined in their craft. So go ahead and get dark. When you say refined in their craft, yeah. how do you mean? Because I haven't really, as I watched like two or three mm -hmm. of their videos, I obviously listen to the album probably about five times, but I don't really... From what I understand of the research that I did as far as the actual presence of the group, YG is more known for really, really tight songs, pretty simple choreography, concentrating more on the personalities of the actual members of the group and kind of selling them as a, here's the mm. cute, fun one, and here's the badass, and here's the rapper, and here's the... When you say that it's mm -hmm. honing their craft, are you referring to the choreography and the singing? And Yeah. Okay. And then one of them... I I think when she came in, didn't speak Korean at all. She had to learn oh. Korean as well. Wow. So that's very, very interesting. Yeah. I guess, is it really that simple? What is it that you like about this album? You just really like the, it's, it's just, just catchy. catchy. It's good to work out too. It slaps. And they mix <laughs> a lot of different vibes together. And I know that that sounds wrong, but there's R&B, there's some rapping, there's some EDM. It's very poppy as well. It's a little different from other Korean pop. I did try and study some other Korean pop to see if if I really liked them or if I just liked K-pop. And it seems like I just like them because I don't really care for the other stuff, at least that I found so far. What I really loved about this, one of the things was the linguistics, the multiple languages. I love that they will sing rhyming Korean with English. Mm -hmm. That's fucking cool. Yeah. And... That was really fun to listen to. I really dug that. I'm not going to bash on the lyrics because it's pop pop. Yeah. You know the lyrics aren't going to be good, They're not right? supposed to be deep. Yeah. Okay. So we agree on that. It's not like a fucking... Yeah, no, no, no. So there's that. Some of them are clever, but none of them are like, oh, that's a good lyric. Who wrote that? It's, it's Cardi all B was not clever. Manufactured. What's the line about the waistline and the waist... <sighs> the grab my waistline, don't waste my time or something like that? Uh, I don't know. Brilliant. I like Cardi B. 
as a rapper. But yeah, I didn't care for that collaboration, to be honest. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was fine. The collaborations on this, I don't get. I mean, I get because once again, it's money. But uh, Ice Cream, for example, with Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. Can you tell when the fuck Selena Gomez is singing and when anyone else is? Only because I've, I've listened to this, them so much, I could tell you each different of the four girls. Because I can pick up their accents, too. Because one has a New Zealand accent, one has an Australian accent. Could be better, you know. Um, but yeah, I can tell when Selena's singing versus one of the other girls. I couldn't. I, I did like ice cream. I didn't care for Cardi B. I think that it was a smart idea to get them on there. This was their first like introduction into American music and to have something familiar for American listeners, especially like Cardi B and Selena on there. That helps comfort American listeners and be like, oh, well, this is okay. I can get to know this a little bit better and then listen to the rest of it. Yeah, it does. But weren't they already a massive thing here? Before this album came out, wasn't this a big deal, a big suspenseful, when the hell is their album going to come out? I feel like I read that a couple times. Maybe. I hadn't heard of them and I hadn't heard any of their other songs that weren't on this album Mm -hmm. I'm sure they hit the the pop charts, but personally, I don't know that I I had heard any of them. It definitely makes sense why they're so popular. It's perfection. People eat the shit up and they have since, I think it was probably what, late 90s when, I mean, there's always been boy and girl bands. Oh, yeah. But it it got huge in the late 90s when you had mm-hmm. NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Yeah. You had the, the Mickey Mouse Club kids grew up. And I mean, but before that, you could say we had like Menudo and New Kids on the Block and... Salt and Pepper and... TLC and it, it just seems like it wasn't. And then you could even go like, well, we had the Temptations and the Supremes and, you know, we've had these like girl groups and guy groups for a while. Sex Pistols. The Sex the sex Pistols. That's a guy. That's a guy group. It kind of was. That was like a <laughs> completely manufactured, huge label said, we're going to put these guys together and they're going to get huge. I didn't know that. Yeah. Learn something new every day. I see your point, but let's not start comparing the Temptations to... <laughs> black pink no i know i know i'm just saying it's been a concept for a while that's I'm not true saying that the music is anywhere the concept comparable. i'm thinking of is more of when it became a here's the bad boy and here's the sweet one and here you know what i mean oh, sure yeah. I, and maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm but it just feels like that was the late 90s i think new kids on the block there was like that's true a couple in there. totally was like that on new kids on the block Okay. They did a really good job with the formula for this group. I read online. There's a lot of kind of fake controversies and weird. I don't know all the members' names. I know Jisoo and... There's Rosé, Jenny, Lisa, and Jisoo. Do you know which one's the one that always has some weird sort of controversy going on? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. The controversies are extremely ridiculous. So if you look up Blackpink controversy, they don't really make any sense. It's kind of new age... Anything that you say can be taken in a terrible context sort of thing. But I kind of feel like it's done on purpose to keep them in the news and to keep them. Of course. Yeah. Have you seen them live? No. No. I don't know where in the States they would have even come. And they did Coachella, actually. Which that was their big, not their big breakthrough, but they went from famous to one of the most famous groups in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Which that's where Coachella has become such a different monster. Do you remember when Coachella was kind of more indie artists and Mm -hmm. they'd randomly get like Radiohead or something and it'd be a big deal? And now it's... Beyonce and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which you're good with, right? Beyonce? No, 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 no. Jesus H. Christ, I'm not saying anything bad about Beyonce. That is Why one, do you hate Beyonce? That is one that I David. will, I'm editing that out. There's, 
<laughs> no way I will ever say anything bad about Beyonce. <laughs> Please, dear God, everybody. <laughs> you hate puppies and Beyonce? This is the... Okay, here's where you're wrong about liking this. Okay. This is the part where I say, <laughs> Rachel, 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 you're my friend. What are you doing? The first thing that I'll go over is just the music in itself, which is just the same... It's the same song. It's the same formula over and over and over. It's the, we've got the singing hook and then we've got, it's, I'm sorry, I know you love them. It's the Linkin Park of New Age Pop. I love Linkin Park. It's the, <laughs> I know. But you have to admit, and I do, there are two albums of Linkin Parks that I really, really enjoy, but the formula for every song is exactly the same. You have the heavy kind of talking verse thing and then mm -hmm. somebody will go into a rap and then it'll be Chester Bennington screaming the verse right. or the chorus and then it goes back into the thing. Uh -huh. This is the same thing. It's eight. It's How many songs are on it? Eight? It's eight, yeah. It's eight songs. Yeah. You can do more than the same song eight times. It starts with uh, How You Like That, mm -hmm. which I will admit is that's catchy as shit. I'd probably like if that came on when I was running, I'd probably leave it on. In the immortal words of Rachel, it slaps. It does. <laughs> but then it just keeps going. Even my daughter got bored. <gasps> it like song two. She's just totally lost interest. Did, Did you, you let her watch the videos? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Is this the part where we talk about how Rachel is an anti-feminist and loves the... These are basically like fucking white snake videos. It's like bikini girls on the top of cars. They're so, what, what the? They're so bad. <laughs> you explained to me how I could ever let my daughter watch the video ice cream. You wait till she turns 18. And then what? And then you say, I can't control you anymore. You're your own woman. <laughs> yeah, no, don't let her watch that. No, that's, I, I had not, you kind of casually mentioned it. So I went and watched the video and I was like, never mind. Never mind, never mind. I was like, the choreography's catchy. Just kidding. There is no choreography. I, it's just... I think I saw her vulva. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Selena Gomez is extremely attractive in it. Oh, for, they're all extremely attractive in it. Which, uh, how old are they? How old were they when they got together? Uh, they're in their mid-20s now, so they probably like debuted when they were 20-ish, So, give or take a year or two. It's just... There is this really eerie fucking side of this. These academies in South Korea that they start at age 12 through like age 26 of these K-pop academies where there's this rigid casework and there's testing. Mm -hmm. It's This is just an industry in every sense of the word. It's not art. It's a factory of... It's an export. Mm -hmm. And the eeriest part is the video of ice cream, for example. It's a sex symbol thing. And it's this, the younger they look, the better. It's also Ugh. what you were saying, which they find these girls and they train them up and they get all this plastic surgery to look even younger and that sort of thing. And that's just, I don't that's know, just man. a Korea problem though, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. So we're okay with it? No. I'm just saying that that's just a, <laughs> just a problem there. You know, you're absolutely right. And it's got that same creepy vibe. So Ariana Grande is like almost 30 now, but I still see her in videos and see her looking so young that I'm just like, where is your mother? Why are you wearing yeah. that? And it makes me feel so uncomfortable that I'm so happy that I don't have a daughter. It's eerie. I'm not able to look at them and think, 
I'm not saying that I am definitely not saying America is any better. We did oh, the no. same thing with the kids from like the Mickey Mouse Club Britney and Spears. the fucking Jonas Brothers and Britney. Yeah. Look at what's going on with Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. But I can't listen to this without thinking these are fucking little stressed out girls that are put into these. They are literally called slave contracts. Mm -hmm. They put these people in contracts for like seven year contracts. And it's also, I was talking to somebody about this earlier and she compared it to athletes. Incredibly similar when you think about it like that. I was even reading online and they were talking about with Blackpink, a couple of their contracts are going to be up in like two years. So what's going to happen now? Do they, it's, it's like sports. It's like, so they're free agents in two years. What do they do? Do they go off and... It's just weird to me because right. it's supposed to be music. It's supposed to be... As a, somebody who wants to be a musician... If you can find a way in, you take your way in. I mean, how many people from these boy bands have like broken out and done whatever music they want to do? Guys from New One Direction, Justin Timberlake from NSYNC. They did the thing that they did to get in and then they can do their own music. So maybe that that's what's going to happen, that these girls, mm -hmm. yeah, they are absolutely a product. I am not fighting you on that at all. But maybe they're just using the system like the system used them. And I will say that what I did read about Blackpink, they're kind of one of the exceptions of the rule. They actually all four of them are pretty rich. Now they've they've got a good amount of money in their pockets and stuff like that. But they're still on these contracts where YG is getting 94% yeah. of all the proceeds. It's, it's fucking insane. And then... What happens is they are expected to do these things, which breeds this culture of fan, like, okay, the fandom. Have you read about the, what are they called? Stans? Blink. Stan culture? Oh, gotcha. Blinks? Blinks, yeah. So it's K-pop obsessors. They have their own names. Mm -hmm. And I think they have their own names for each band, right? Well, they have that for Lady Gaga has like little monsters and... Yeah. Like that's the thing with a lot of bands. But not to say that it's not fanatical, because it absolutely is. The, the K-pop fans are, it's different. It's psychotic. There is seriously this very abusive culture that breeds all this voyeurism. They have this culture called Molka, which revolves around filming young women in like hotel rooms and toilets and shit. It's a South Korean thing. And once again, I'm not, look, I'm not saying that Americans haven't done any, you know, you look at like 99 Woodstock and that culture from then when like Limp Biscuit was huge and that sort of thing. And right. I'm, date rape in America was just ridiculous. But in 2018, it's the last number that last year number I could find. There were almost 6,800 cases of hidden camera crimes reported to the Supreme Prosecutor's office. And it's this culture that they either A, start this whole sexual predator thing, or they B, they are notoriously aggressive and gross to each other and to other groups. You know, it's internet, what do you call it? Trolling. But it's very, very psychotically talking about murdering you and raping you and, and this and that. I'd say do a little reading on it, but don't do a little reading on it. It's a disgusting culture and I'm kind of upset so dark. I read about it. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You have no you idea the rabbit research. hole that you put me in giving me this album. You dug too deep. You know what? This is literally what happened. I didn't know really anything about K-pop. I type in K-pop information or something like that. And the first three things is the danger of K-pop. And you know, that just sends you into this huge rabbit right. hole of 
here's what happens. These kids are being pushed into these factories where they're getting their noses done and, and this and that, and they're being trained to, I don't know. I'm sorry. I am making this <laughs> really dark. Can you edit that out? <laughs> I don't want to know that. It's not every instance. I'm sure that there are a lot of people that do the K-pop thing because it's their, I mean, shit. If your dream is to be an artist or to be a singer Mm -hmm. and your country has a bunch of huge academies that you can join and you can work your ass off for like seven years and then you can get your dream. That's awesome. Yeah. If that's what's happened with them, then that's great. But it's one of those things, kind of like I said with athletes, that if you're not in the 1%, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. I feel like I just ruined, I ruined the whole (laughs) podcast. I should have just kept this to, this is grumpy David that doesn't like the pop bangers and the music is just kind of shallow. No, like you said, it just, you got into a rabbit hole. It happens. It does. I get the, just wanting to listen to something fun. Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like it was all that fun. All right. (laughs) You're just not going to talk to me now. (laughs) I'm bad. Here's the thing. You can listen to Michael Jackson. I can listen to Blackpink. There you go. And he himself was a piece of garbage. He wasn't treated. I mean, he was probably treated badly to a degree. These girls were probably treated well, badly I mean, to a degree. But he was abused his whole life. But yeah, no, that's that's actually a good point. Because you are all about separating the person from the music. So separate the business from the group. That's very true. And that is a good point. But I have no problem with any of the girls from Blackpink. I have no problem with Jisoo or Lisa or Jenny or... Just the industry. Exactly. Yeah. But no, that's right. Why can I listen to Thriller and have a good time with it, but I can't listen to this without thinking of... Hmm. Hmm. So I guess thanks for ruining Michael Jackson for me. not already ruined you you know what you need to know you know i don't i'm very much a uh innocent until proven guilty guy and he was never don't don't dig too he wasn't don't dig deep on that one there's a lot of evidence out there is there yeah Mm. you know when you die and then like people look through your computer and stuff like that okay so 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 clean your computer is what i'm saying mine's not too bad most of my computers i use for work so i can't really (laughs) okay That's making me think. You're welcome. Because we also just got done last night. I did 1978 with Evil. Mm -hmm. We basically just kissed Van Halen's ass for an hour and a half. That is so surprising. (laughs) (laughs) What? They were they were kind of pieces of shit in their own regard. I mean, I feel like that's most musicians. I've dated musicians before, and every single one of them. Hey, that's not true. Some of us are great people. Okay, (laughs) you're a good person. (laughs) Some of them are human garbage. But okay, so is that your argument, Rachel? What? Hey, you listen to Michael Jackson, so listen to Black. Yeah, that's my fucking argument. That's not a good argument. (laughs) Yes, it is. Fifty percent of your complaint right now is that these girls are. Just an abused product that probably have cameras on them at all times in creepy places. I think if I knew that Blackpink was getting half the proceeds or something like that, Blackpink, the the actual artist, I'd be way more okay with the music. So outside of YG being like a horrible company, probably, I do know that it depends on the country that you're in as well, like what you can receive. What was it? ABBA? Abba? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sven calls him Abba too. I'm not sure that there's a, I mean, to us it's Abba, but we're American English assholes. So who knows right. if that's right. That's true. So they were getting taxed like 96% of their income because of the laws. 
of Sweden. Sweden, right? Yes. So that's why they had like the big come to America thing is because they were getting taxed so much that they weren't making money. Hmm. So I wonder if there's anything different with them coming to the States and doing stuff here. And you know, that might be true because I couldn't, I tried really hard to find their actual contracts online and I couldn't find them. And maybe the fact that they had to deal with Interscope, I'm not saying Interscope's any better. It doesn't seem like it would be, but maybe having to go through Interscope to sell here would have been a bit of a, okay, we can't do the slave contracts when you're working with an American company, you have to actually have an actual contract yeah. that the American courts are going to sue everybody for. People love to sue here. I will say, even though it's so dark, this was fascinating to research. Mm-hmm. The K-pop industry in general was completely fascinating. But I'm going to stop being dark and we can stop talking about... <laughs> let's just t- let's just talk for a minute about the actual album. I already talked about the first song. Uh, how mm-hmm. you like that, which uh, that is, that's a good song. I liked it. Okay. You liked it. Okay. Did you get my joke? No. Cause you were like, how you like that? Oh, there it is. Cause it's the name good. of the song. That's <laughs> very good. We talked about the features out of the group. Do you have one of the girls that you tend to like more or less or, you know, that kind of thing? Um, I think they all have their purpose. I definitely like the raps. She sounds very Nicki Minaj-ish. Yeah. So there's two of them that actually rap. Oh. There's one that raps a lot. That's the girl from Thailand. And then the other one that's from New Zealand raps quite a bit as well. Which one's the one that sounds like Nicki Minaj? Lisa. I like that a good handful of them have... I know that you said there's there's kind of a format, I guess, for each of the songs. But I do like that they blend different types of music together within the same song. It gets kind of ballady. It gets kind of rappy. It gets kind of EDM. There's a little trap in there. Like it has a lot of different musical vibes within songs. So that's kind of my favorite thing about most of the songs, I guess. There is a lot of rap into EDM into new age hip hop in one song sort of thing. Mm -hmm. There is, there is that. They have a couple songs of the, in fact, one of their songs, and I don't remember which one it is. I'm looking, I'm trying to look it up right now. One of their songs sounds a ton like song from 1989. They also have a lot of the same themes of what's the 1989 song that got really popular. Shake it off. Mm. It's weird to me that a band that seems like they were immediately mega famous has this, how you like me now, how you like that, Mm-hmm. You love to hate me, sort of. It's weird. Whoa, where is this coming from? Why are you from? so like, angry who, all of a sudden? Y- yeah. I did read that there was only one song that they helped write. Everything else was written for them. And so, yeah, it, like you said, it seemed like they have this attitude coming out already. But like we've already talked about, they had four years before they had some stuff that had come out and they had been training for four to six years, respectively, before that. So really, they've been doing this for eight to 10 years, kind of, where it seems kind of, why are you so mad at me right now? I haven't said anything because they have probably had a little angst at them. And you personally, when you listen to music, you don't give a shit about that. Like you don't care if somebody didn't write any of it or like if somebody just is walking Um, into the studio and saying, here's your part, sing the song. No, not necessarily. I definitely respect when people write stuff themselves, I love Jewel. Mm. <laughs> Especially her, her amazing poetry. Her book of poetry was <laughs> oh, so dope. one of my favorites. 
I have an extra copy if you want me to I, we, send it your way. We should have an episode where we just read her poetry and <laughs> get drunk and just laugh our asses off because it's amazing. No, I definitely respect people that write their own lyrics and when it's thoughtful lyrics, but this isn't, it's not meant to be thoughtful. It's not meant to do any of that. Like they are very talented vocally, but they're not Whitney Houston. And so I get how, yes, they're just handed music and then they sing the music and they're not putting a spin on it. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Like they're not putting a spin on it like Whitney would. They are very obviously there because they are extremely cute. And to me, that's it. Oh, snap. And I would compare that even to somebody like Britney Spears or not, not Christine Aguilera. Cause she's incredibly, right. her voice is amazing. Oh, but, for sure. And I keep saying it because I do feel like an asshole doing it, but there are plenty of, there are a ton of American examples of this. So it's, I'm not oh, saying sure. that as a K-pop thing. It's also their, one of their first full album too. And so we're judging. Yeah, but their producers, their, their eight producers have been making albums for. Right. Freaking... They haven't been. Okay. So are you saying that maybe they're going to grow and eventually like when their contracts are up, maybe they'll go do their own thing and they, right. and they will kind of. Okay. Regardless if they stay in the same group or they go out on their own. Yes, they've been training for a while, but they're only going to get better if they keep doing what they're doing. And we're judging their very first album. So I don't think it's entirely fair to call them talentless. That's fair. Oh, <laughs> I did make a note that says, drink every time you hear Blackpink in your area. <laughs> <laughs> what does that fucking mean? What does I don't that even mean? Know. Like, I think it's like, we're here or whatever. That's really all we have to say. <laughs> I think that there was at least 10 minutes in there where Rachel had really decided that she didn't want to ever this is my last talk podcast. to me again. This last <laughs> episode. You actually made me think because it's true. It's not fair that I am so harsh on this, but with all the other bands of all the other people that have done shitty things, I'm kind of... Especially when it's not them. That's, like a but, lot of musicians are horrible people and go do horrible things, but we don't know. But that's my thing. If the money was going to those four girls, fucking great. Listen to that all you want. I'll buy the album. That's fine. I, I probably wouldn't buy the album, but <laughs> it bugs me. Oh God, she's got the hiccups. This is going to be fun to edit. I feel like you just could compile like me like burping and hiccuping and hic i really wish that we had these whole episodes videoed so you could see how often rachel turns to the side <laughs> and hides her mouth oh <laughs> we're gonna take a break we're gonna be right back and i'm gonna try as hard as i can to keep this upbeat so rachel decides by the end of this episode that she doesn't want to quit we'll be right back You can't be mad at me, okay? This was a legit thing to bring up no, when we're talking about K-pop. For sure. You had a good point. You really honestly did. Thank you. So I guess it's just the question of, does it matter that every listen, every download, every whatever, it's promoting the company? It's not That's promoting the girls. That's a good point, because the money goes to this yeah. machine and not to the ladies. 
That's fair. You know what though? That's every music industry ever. That's that's yeah. every band that you listen to. So it's all. I guess that's the moral of the story here. It's all fucked. Mm-hmm. How was that? It was good. Okay. I feel better. All right. We're back. 52nd Mark. That is the final track off of the self-titled album from Gamma Senin, G-A-M-A-S-E-N-N-I-N. Really cool little percussion-y ditty. I have been listening to this album quite a bit this week. I really am a big fan. I feel like this is going to be bigger sooner than later. Check out the vinyl. Go to his Instagram, the Gamma Senin, where there's a link tree so you can do the Bandcamp or the Discogs, however you buy your albums. But really, check this out. It's great stuff. And uh, hopefully we'll have some more to do with him later on. Maybe I'd love to even have him on because... Uh, uh, great stuff on here. Let's get into some awards and categories. Man, I am so interested to find out if this is good or terrible content. It's going to be really interesting <laughs> to hear the feedback from this episode. I feel like just the two of us, I get a lot less sassy with you, though. You don't say anything. You get, you just start glaring. It's not good. <laughs> I'll start talking and you're just... That's not true. Play back the video. Rank the uniqueness of the band. (laughs) I can't really answer this because it's kind of the first time I've ever listened to Mm K-pop. As far as their beats and everything, it's not at all unique. It's the same thing that like everything is coming out with it now. I don't think it's unique. I think it's sounds we've heard before, but put together. It's unique in that it's a new way of compiling stuff, but I don't think it's something brand new because it's not. It's just a bunch of things. And I really do love the whole, the mixing of the languages in between lines. Mm -hmm. Really love that. That's freaking awesome. What is the target audience for this album? It's not me. That's my answer. It is not you. What? But really, is it? Teenagers. It's teenage girls, which is just like we've talked about with the ice cream video. They just... You know, when I was a kid in the Spice Girls and you're like, this is fun. This is great. And then I look back on it and I'm like, wow, they had boobs everywhere and like skirts up to wear and just to be the female old grump all of a sudden. Again, glad I don't have a girl because where their music is, yeah, I mean, fine. The lyrics are fine for what I can decipher visually. It's a little terrifying that that's what's out there and what's being worshipped and emulated none of that's changed since which Which is is, that's true it surprises me with how much of a cancel culture we're in now Mm -hmm. that that stuff is still out there and i don't know if it just because it became in it's supposed to be an empowerment of women and not but i don't yeah i don't know i I don't know why i don't get how it's empowering well and it and it goes to the there's been such a thing of which is absolutely true of like i should be able to wear whatever the fuck i want to wear hell yeah and you can't do or say anything about it because you know when it comes to sexual assault and that that kind of stuff happening it's like no you need to learn how to control yourself which absolutely and jesus christ i hope that i wasn't coming off as saying that that's not true because absolutely that is no 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 of course if you are an artist do whatever you want dress however you want i just have a really hard Mm -hmm. time believing that this was their idea this was black pink saying hey we want to wear this and do this and act like this and talk about licking this with an ice cream in my hand to me it's very clearly a company saying you want to know how we're going to make millions of dollars take these girls and do this it's unfair because who the fuck knows what's really going on? I sure as hell don't. Actually, there's a point in the documentary where they're picking out their 
costumes themselves, like going through a rack of clothing and picking out stuff. And where hmm. maybe YG was like, okay, here's your rack of clothes. Okay. Pick out the sluttiest one. They are picking out what they want and saying, oh, can you, you know, hem this here? I want this cut like this sort of thing. Okay. So, well, and, and there's also the conspiracy theorist in me that immediately when I watch a documentary, the first thing I think uh, of is, where is this documentary trying to trick me? Why are you such a skeptic? This is such a weird episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be fun to edit for you. Influences and influencees. I actually just said boy and girl bands from the 90s and anything EDM. Do you have anything different? I kind of felt like it gave me an early Lady Gaga vibe when she was very... I, I think she did the same sort of thing where she came in like, this is what's going to sell right now. And then once that's established and I'm established, then I can do more creative things. And I feel like if you look at her physically and look at her music that she's evolved into like, I can do whatever the fuck I want right now because I'm super famous and people will just buy my shit, which is great. She can rip off Madonna songs and nobody will say anything. I mean, they do. But it kind of felt like <laughs> disco stick, bad romancy, I guess, kind of okay. early Lady Gaga stuff. But also, I think that they have picked up on the the late 90s, early 2000s, coming back and kind of reimagined that a little bit. John Popper Award, best hook. I really like the chorus to how you like that. I am not impervious to, I'm not immune to pop bangers. I like their Korean da-da-da-da-da. It's, it's fucking cool. That's what I said. Hey, look at us. That's what I said. We? We're the same person. <laughs> Do you like pizza? We we agreed on something. I love this pizza. Weird. What <laughs> time of your life award? What is the worst song on this album? I and maybe it was the placement, the ballad at the end, the very first song being such a banger, and the very last song being so sleepy. I hated that. You never know. Yeah, I didn't like. I thought it should end with a bang, and it ended with a boring ass song. And I was like, all right, whatever. I picked the same one. <gasps> I know. Oh my gosh. David. Two in a row. They have this whole album that's these different kind of, I'm banging this and I'm doing this and look at how fun I am and look at how awesome I am. And I've got this beat and that beat. And then at the end, there's this big, serious, you don't know me ballad. It's like, what the, f what the fuck are you talking about? I, it was, yeah. yeah, I agree. It was super out of place to me. What are the three best songs on the album? I'll go first, and they're just completely based on the beats. Mm -hmm. Crazy Over You is my number three. Mm -hmm. My number two is Pretty Savage. And my number one is How You Like That. I really was not a fan of the whole ice cream thing. I don't understand why that song is so goddamn popular. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, Rachel. Uh, what are your three favorite songs? Okay, so I had number three, I had Love to Hate Me. Number two, I had Crazy Over You. Number one, I had Pretty Savage. And then I had Honorable Mention to How You Like That. Wow. So it's just creepy how much we get both out of my head. loved this album. <laughs> who won the album, Rachel? I think we both know who won this album, David. YG, YG. Entertainment. <laughs> All that money. <laughs> rate this album and we're going to do this a teeny bit differently the only way we're going to do it differently is i want you to tell me what you rated this and if our talk made you change that rating at all which 
your answer is probably always going to be no. You can't change my mind. <laughs> um, I'm a little sadder, <laughs> I think, but it didn't change my opinion of the <laughs> album itself. I don't know. Three out of four. I feel like it's a high, high C. It's a very passing C. That's the same one you gave uh, poor old T-Swift. Yeah. Poor Taylor. Same thing with Taylor. There's a lot of aspects of it that could be better. They could write their own music. They could kick Cardi B off there because that was garbage. It really was not good. But there's a lot of it that I did like. But I'm a very realistic grader. What's that mean? So I feel like the ABC system is... You know, nine out of 10 questions to be right when it's like, to get an A, I have to get nine out of 10. Can I get like five out of 10? That's like half of it. It means I know half. I feel like a C should be an A. So you're saying for you, a passing C is actually a really good grade. It's a very good grade. Okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. You actually did change my mind a little bit. So I had this at a one out of 10. What? I had this as a actively offensive, I am not going to fucking listen to this crap album. I don't feel that way anymore because you're absolutely right. It's completely unfair to me to hold this in a different regard than I hold a lot of other artists that either have done terrible things or their company has done terrible things. So I'm actually going to give this a three out of 10 because I have no beef with the women on it, but I don't one out of eight songs that are good. That does not an album make, but you did change my mind. I hope you enjoyed having me. See ya. (laughs) Rachel, how did you expect these episodes to go? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like this. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Just as a side point, kind of sad. There was a lot of their songs that I actually like a lot were just singles before this, so they didn't get on the album. Listening through the album, I was like, well, this is missing this and this and this and this. And I realized that they were just singles before. There were a lot of online complaints about how they kept just releasing Mm -hmm. one song and one song and one song. And then when they finally did come out with an album, it was eight Mm -hmm. songs. There was a lot of fans complaining very, very much. Well, it's like I can listen to, I don't work out for very long, but I can listen to the entire album and still have 20 minutes left over. And that's disappointing. You can just listen to our podcast and and up our... Our listens? Yes. There you go. Your voice is too relaxing. <laughs> you fall asleep on the treadmill. Please don't die. That is it for Blackpink, the album. Rachel, <laughs> I feel extremely guilty that I went so dark web <laughs> on your album. Please don't hate me. Join us next week. We have a good old-fashioned album review. Sven and I are giving each other each respectively two albums that we think are a couple of the best from the last few years. I will be reviewing When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. And Sven will be reviewing Joy as an Act of Resistance by Idols, which is kind of a new punk band out of Bristol. It's going to be a fun episode. Rachel, I hope we're still friends after this episode. You have a whole evening to play now. You gotta hit the clubs. We'll find her in the clubs in eastern Idaho. I'm sure that they're great. There are none. Okay. <laughs> there you there go. are no clubs. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you. Oh, I, oh.